Rack, 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 ball, rack, 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 ball, rack. Franky, welcome back to another episode of the Frank and Diz Show, where passion meets the mic and where we expose the fraud QBs of the league. Um, big weekend. As you can tell, we got a new mic in the house. So we're coming podcast official here at the Frank and Diz Show. Um, we got one mic down, one more to go. Um, so hopefully some better sound quality here. But, um, Franky, we got a lot to unpack from this weekend, from this week. Um, a, a lot a lot went on this weekend, and I can't wait to get into it. How are we doing? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing well, Diz. You had a had a interesting weekend with some results of certain games and all that. And to our fellow listeners, you know, we had two mics. Let me just clarify that. We have two mics. However, someone's mic, I'm not going to name which co-host, the one who was at home with his family over the weekend watching the Ravens, his dog chewed up his mics. You know, we're, we're, we're in the process of getting new ones, but hopefully our sound quality is still up to par like some of these other podcasts that you guys like listening to. Yes, sir. I can't wait. Um, we're now official here, Frankie. Only only took uh, 29 episodes, am I right? <laughs> yeah, dude, exactly. 29 episodes a year later, and here we are with our $30 mic. Uh, we're making so, it big, baby. That's what that's what we do. We make money moves. <laughs> hell yes. You just know it's thirty dollars sound quality improvements. Um, if you want to make donations, you can go to the frankendishow.com. Venmo at Dylan Applinow. Hey, that's that's not a bad start right there. I mean, are you are you in the running for the college pickums that we that we did this past weekend? I am not. You're not. Yeah. This is like the first time you're not going to win it. I feel like it's just been you or Belt going back and forth. And yeah, and that's how it was with the NFL pickums too. That you're not in. Yeah, um, you know, I, I said that was I didn't want I didn't want to spread my I didn't want to spread my money too thin. You know, I, I thought college football was enough for me. I should have done the NFL pickums because I feel like I'm a lot better at that than college football right now. Yeah, NFL one. NFL barely uh, beat me in the tiebreaker in that one this week. Last night on Monday Night Football. So that was. That was a disappointing wrap-up to the uh, weekend, but um, I want to hear about how your weekend, how, how were things. So what, um, last time we – You're alive and well, Frankie. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm still alive and well. I, I was a little suicidal on a Sunday night, but that's just me. Um, yeah, no, a good week. I mean, I had uh, some of our buddies' parents come down to Baltimore and had dinner with them, got some crab cakes, tried to get good omens. And then, I mean, we went to the Ravens game. I'll talk more about that later. The one thing I want to highlight is Saturday morning – we had uh, the team at LVC come in for like a little morning conditioning segment, and it was with a former like U.S. Navy SEAL or Marine, and it was just entertaining as hell to watch him for three hours just run our guys into the ground doing all this crazy shit with them. And at one point, he had them like lock arms, arms lock legs, and he's having them do sit-ups in sync going up, and they're all going 33 and then they're back down and at one point it looks like a bunch of guys are struggling and he has eyes lock on me everyone stop they all stop and he looks at me, he's like are you guys tired and like no sir he's like you're only at 35 the woman's team did 110 and let me tell you right now i would never let a woman beat me in anything down up now i'm just like looking around and there's like girls like running on the track while we're doing this and i'm like it's 2022 man i don't know if you can say that right now like could you imagine you doing the workout too no, fuck no. I was standing there watching, <laughs> cheering them on. Came, dude, under complete, complete false uh, pretense is what we were supposed to do. I thought we were going to be outside in the rain. So I showed up in like a Ravens rain jacket. So I had no LVC rain jacket. Sweatshirt, shorts, boots. We're inside. And all these guys are just like, nice fit, coach. Nice fit, coach. I'm like, it's week week two. I already dressed like a clown once. You know, can't get any worse than that at uh, the Flying Dutchman. 
Hell yeah. I would, dude, I would pay to see that, actually. You stay on the sideline in your Ravens jacket ready to rock and roll. Ready to rock and roll. My, my head coach had IB up and down a few times, like, what the fuck are you wearing? But luckily, he's a Ravens fan also, so, you know, he, he had no harsh words for me. Hell yeah. I'm sure you're getting chirped this morning, huh? I mean, he was more just upset about how, how we played. The only people that were chirping were guys who liked the Steelers, some kid who liked the Packers, and I kind of said, what are you, who are you talking to right now? And then one guy who said, go Geno Smith and the Seahawks, and I just started to laugh at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a lost cause. He is a lost cause. But, I mean, overall, you know, can't complain. Wish I got some pickleball in, but, you know, on to the next, you know. What about you? How was your weekend, Diz? Froggy, I actually – I had a pretty eventful weekend. I, I'm actually – I'm coming away from this weekend with some hot takes. So, oh, let's see. Oh, I, we haven't had some hot Diz takes in a minute, ladies and gentlemen. It is hot take Diz too long because I I've started a new thing here too, Frankie. Is like when I like think of something that would be good to talk about on the podcast, I jot it down on my notes on my phone because I feel like oftentimes we get on the mic and then I forget. And I'm like, wow, Wednesday <laughs> of this week, I really I really came up with something good and then I forgot about it. So now I've started to jot down notes a little bit um, to be prepared, but. I actually, uh, this weekend, I ran the uh, score clock for the Illinois Titans uh, football game. Oh, how'd that go? Fighting Titans football game. Um, and let me just tell you here, Funky, the gap between D3 and D1 football is absolutely insane. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It is. A, even even from the gap from, gap from D1 football to NFL is even greater. Like when you think about like how quarterbacks throw the ball and all that stuff. Dude, it's it's like I was like that was the first time I really sat down and watched a D three football game where like I had to pay attention intently the whole, whole time, and it's like holy shit, man! And like we're a very below average D three team to begin with, but dude, so would gap, would, would Susky beat Iwu in football? Oh uh, yeah, I think so. But still, dude, like the gap between when you watch D three and D one in football is unbelievable. Like the punters, dude, I don't think the punters could punt it at more than twenty five yards. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm fully convinced I could go out there, like, not practice at all, go out there and take the snap, and I could have punted it further than some of those punters. Well, now, 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 now here's Aaron the thing. Team. Here's the thing, though. Could you do it with me rushing at you trying to block that punt? I mean, I would shake you out of your boots, buddy. <laughs> I'd like, I mean, to, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see, I'd like to see that. I mean, hey, you're, that, if I saw you running at me, I'm, I'm audible. You're audible. <laughs> I'm calling a fake. Are you kidding me? I'm going. I'm going to go for the nice, uh, the nice kicker tackle. You know, just dive at your legs. You know, hope for the but, best. Dude, that's that's the thing about D three football is I think there's actually a bunch of you and I's out there running around. Like that's what it looks like to me. Like the offensive lineman, dude. I'm like, this guy looks pathetic. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Well, it's I'm like, like this is your left tackle. That's the best he got. It's like you're telling me you went out and recruited across the country, and this is the best guy you were able to find at left tackle. Well, no, here, like, here, here here's the thing. Here's the thing, though, Diz. Last year, Susquehanna apparently had the number one, like, All-American tight end. He was the best tight end in the college football, apparently, last year. And he's back this year. Well, he played a little in-row basketball against our team. And, dude, the women's basketball coach put him in a spin zone, just, like, backed him down, faked him out, had him spinning, like, fooling him around. I know it's not football and basketball, but you expect a guy who's the number one overall tight end in all of D3 football to manhandle a woman basketball coach who's five foot five. He's like 6'2", and he was just getting bullied by her. And, you know, I, I, I agree with you. I think there's just a significant drop-off. But the thing is, like, these D3 football kids, they have one thing that they're playing for, and that's CTE. Dude, that's, that was going to be my next point. Is First off, if you're playing D3 football, you're flat-out fucking delusional. You're delusional, and your parents are both delusional, too. 
that you're fucking like selling out your dreams, selling out your body for D3 fucking football. Whereas like, I think I can find 11 guys and we could go out there and compete with you. I mean, like it, dude, it was fucking like quarterback. Um, I think he had three picks and one pick six. That's fucking Hunter can't kick it more than 25 yards. But the difference between offensive and defensive line compared to D1 is like, oh, th- the roof, dude. They're like, all the they're all the big unathletic boys who can't really move, but they're just naturally big. And weak. Yeah. Like weak, dude. Like at least like I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, they're so weak. But like for an offensive lineman, you're weak as fuck. For your size, you are a pussy. Yeah, pretty much, dude. I mean, I agree like, with that. So that was the first time I watched D three football in a long time. The other team's coach was god awful, dude. Had like four like blatant mistakes from sitting up in the box. And what the hell is this guy doing? And then this is another thing that pissed me off. They're down. The other team's down by fourteen. Two minutes to go. They have the ball on their own ten lock, ten yard line. And the coach ran it three times and then punted, and just kind of like gave up. It was just like, ah, oh, we'll take the fourteen point loss. Well, I was like, what the hell is wrong with you, dude? I was like, what? I was like, this guy should be fired on the spot tomorrow. You know, but it, as you as you've learned in D three athletics, especially at a school, I don't know what team you're playing against. You don't really need the urgency to win for some sports. Maybe he just needs to retain dude, his but kids. Like, but at the same time, like, what do you think is? Pl- I, if I was a player, I'd be like, dude, the fuck are you? Oh, doing? I agree. I agree. Actually, you know, when you brought up D three coaching, I'm gonna say this. My not very hot take. I think this is a very reasonable take. Is this, ladies and gentlemen of our podcast. Growing up, I was a huge football fan. I loved football coaches, and I loved everything about that. However, after getting to coaching lacrosse and for my young coaching career, I can tell you this. Football coaches are the biggest douchebags I've ever met in my life. And I can say that with a fucking confident, stern face. Now, I talked to my one buddy. He was a strength coach at Oregon for football. And he tried to tell me that the strength coach at Oregon, the coaches at Oregon, they're just all, like, egotistic and all that. And I said, take that from Oregon and put it at Susquehanna D3 football. And he's like, you don't understand. You don't understand. I'm like, no, 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 I do. Because they're acting like they coach at Oregon, but it's a D3 school, and we're not even winning our conference. That's how they act. These guys come around, and they have attitudes, acting like they're big, hot shits. And to quote a girl who I used to coach with, it's a dick measuring contest or a pissing contest to see who has the biggest slon. And at the end of the day, it's just annoying as fuck, dude. Like, one-on-one, they're fine, but when you put them in a group, they are just simps like i don't know how else to describe they're just imbeciles yeah dude and i totally spot on but i think like i give people slack that are like less than 30 and like motivated about the career when you're like 55 and you're just a dickhead and think you're hot shit coaching d3 football it's like bro you didn't make it you didn't make your dreams like, no, I, you i'm talking i'm talking about i'm not talking about the young guys i'm not yeah i'm not talking I, about guys who are like us you didn't make it to bama bro <laughs> like you're still here you're not even Bamba. You didn't even make it to Towson like, FCS. I don't know why you're doing the dick, dude, because you're, you're still fucking here. You kind of failed in your dreams, big dog. Yeah. Like, you know. no, offense, no one gets into football coaching and being like, ah, I want to be a three. I want to be a D3 assistant. assistant for the rest of my life. Like, that's <laughs> not, a career. Not even head coach. One it's motherfucker the- lacrosse assistant coach told me that one time. Dude, I'm not even going to mention the school. God awful school. God awful school out of uh, central Pennsylvania. The fucking assistant coach told me one time, dude, no, 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 it, it has nothing, we, you wouldn't. It, no, I'm not, I, I just laugh because there's a lot of Central PA schools, yeah, that's no, why I'm it's laughing. Not, it's not our Riverhawks, trust me. Oh, I know it's not our Riverhawks. guy that I just met, and he goes, he goes, yeah, like, honestly, for all of our assistants, like, we're all alumni of the school, and, like, this is it for us. And I was like, the fuck are you talking about? I, like, looked at him right in the eye, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? 
And he's like, yeah, like, this is kind of it. Like, this is the dream job right here. And I'm like, bro, you're a part-time D3 assistant coach at a school that went 4-15 and 15 last year. The fuck are you talking about? This is it. And he was being dead serious to me. And he was probably, like, 30. That's uh... like, this is it. And I was like, are you fucking, like, delusional, bro? No, no. What is wrong with I'm you? gonna say this though, like most of the time, I started laughing in his fucking face, dude. I was like, "Yeah, dude." Man. Well, like, I'll say this: most you most, and I are on the same wavelengths, brother. But most of the time, I feel like the head coaches are like respectful, good people, and all that, and they they don't have egos. It's the more of the assistants that say outlandish takes like that. Like, if I understand you want to be a proud alumni, I'm a proud alumni of Susky, but I just left Susky and went to LVC because I don't want to stay at Susky as an assistant my whole career. You know, I, I, I have ambitions. I want I, I see end goals where I want to be up in the in the final land for my coaching job. I don't want to just ride being assistant the whole time for the alumni program, especially if they're going four and fifteen, brother. That's a lost Bro. cause. Go go find I, a different I, program. I uh, I think I might like he might have think he might think I'm a dick because I kind of started like laughing in his face. I mean, you like, are a dick, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, I think you need to like talk and sit down, and talk with someone, and like figure this out, brother. But anyway, back to my uh, the hot takes. You know, back to the oh, football okay. game. Doing so, they I have to do the fucking score clock and like control the scoreboard and like change it down and distance and fucking timeouts and all that bullshit. And at one point, dude, the fucking they run out of bounds and the ref kept like you know in college when you get a first down, the clock's supposed to stop until the chains until reset the set, until yeah. the ball gets set. Yeah, for them to hike it. Well, the fucker like. They were go, getting a first down or like going out of bounds to stop the clock until the ball gets set, and he was blowing it in like fucking like five seconds early to start the clock. And at one point, he comes over to the mic and he's like, "Game clock, please reset the time." So yada yada yada. And this is in like the first half, so I go down there at halftime and I'm like, "Dude, like the rule is when the ball's set, you have to blow it. You have, you blow it." I'm like, "You're blowing it early." And he and like his partner comes over. He's like, "Yeah, he likes to do that. He likes to do that." And I'm like, "Dude, like." It's not, that's not how it is in the rule. And I, I kind of felt like a dick, but at the same time, he fucking came over the microphone and tried to correct me over it. And I was Dude, like, that's hilarious. I was yeah. like, so I went down there at halftime and fucking said something. Well, my, my thing's it. So D3 football ref, do you think that's just him being a part-time job? Or do you think that guy has ambitions to try and make it to the big league? Cause you're not making it to the big leagues. If you're blowing the whistles early to try and get out of there as soon as possible. Like what is that guy's think- deal? And football, I think it's a mix of both. I think it's like some guys that like start that's their starting job and like they actually have like it's part time, like they do it on the weekends away from their nine to five, but they actually have like some sort of aspirations to like move up to like FCS D one or something. And then some guys have been doing D three football for twenty five years and they just fucking do it as like a way to stay in shape, you know what I mean? You think those guys are staying in shape? I feel like if you're doing like lacrosse they're, they're, dude, they're running more than you think, dude. I don't know about that. Refs, dude. I think they're running a lot more. Than I think. Things. I think I of all the game. of all the sports of all of all the sports right of all the sports. I think the ones that run the most are like soccer, lacrosse, basketball. Soccer's running less than you think. I think you don't think that 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 guy in the middle is just roaming around the the end line, just keeping up with the center backs and like doing I mean, that. I mean, I ref soccer. Like, and granted, I was just like, I'm not like a fucking college ref, but like, it's less running than you think because you kind of like. You don't run all the way to the other goal. No, I get that. I mean? You run, but you run that whole fifty sideline. And and for football, though, because there's so oh, many. Oh, you're the sideline. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but like at the same time, then you get breaks when the ball's not on your half of the field. I get that, but it's also like in my mind, there's so many refs in football. Like if I'm the head ref, I'm just staying behind the whole time in the white hat, watching the quarterback. 
Yeah, dude, but it's kind of a lot going on. And then you go in, if you get into like a no huddle offense or something, like then you're you gotta moving. Move it. You got to be on your toes, dude. That is true. And a lot, a lot of these D three teams, they do succeed with no huddle offense because, dude, that's what I would. I mean, bad not, coaching not, on defense, like not not any D three team I've seen. I feel like it's a no brainer, dude. You oh. fucking go no huddle and you fucking just recruit massive O linemen. I don't care if you've ever played football before or not. If I fucking see in target and you're fucking big. I'm going to fucking go up to you and give you a contract. Well, I'll tell you this right now. For D3 football, I remember last year, Susquehanna was supposed to be all hyped. And when I saw our offensive line or our linemen in general, and then Hopkins pulled up and I saw their linemen, I was like, oh, this game's over. Hopkins guys are big, look athletic. Our guys were short, no neck, short arms. And I was like, oh, we're just going to get dominated. Like, that's just not fair. And to put it to worse, these motherfuckers, when they do squats, they have, like, whatever weight they have, they do, like, a quarter down, a quarter up. Like that's a max. That's hype. I'm like, you didn't even bend your legs. You just kind of just leaned over. That's not. That's not D3 squatting. D three football players are delusional. But you remember when that uh, Hopkins kicker missed the game winning field goal? Hypest thing ever. That was the <laughs> hypest thing ever. That was that was that was hype. Hilarious. Actually, speaking of that dude, for not this year, but for those two years, our senior year and then the year after when we beat Hopkins, I talked so much shit to my dad because he played at Hopkins. I kept telling him Susquehanna is so much better than them. Then COVID happens. We didn't play for one year. So I had three years to talk shit. He's been talking shit ever since last year Hopkins beat Susky, you know. And this is Susky's last year in the Centennial. I need the Riverhawks to win the conference or at least beat Hopkins so I can end on a winning note against him. Because right now he let me, he lets me know. Blue Jays fly pretty high, and I just got to say back, Hawks fly higher. Um, yeah, that's fair. But uh, another rant, dude, I had about coaches too is, like, I fucking hate, like, fat coaches. I don't know. I don't know why, dude. But like that fucking pisses me off. Like you're the fucking coach of like imagine if like your coach was just like fat as fuck. I feel like that would be like I feel like you lose some sort of credibility. All right, let, let me let me ask. Okay. Fat as fuck, are we talking like I'm saying like clearly kind of obese. No, no I'm saying like an Ed Orgeron oh, type, like like an Ed Orgeron type build, like that type or like Yeah, yeah. Like For... dude, if, if you fucking if I like come in and like you're fat as fuck, like I feel like you kind of lose some credibility as like a coach of a at like of a team. Well, I mean, I I I think you're that yeah. kind of says a lot about you as a coach, dude. What well, like, you're gonna tell me what the fuck to do? Yeah, you're not even you're not even doing it yourself. Yeah, laying off the fucking candy there, Ed. Oh, we like sweets on this podcast. We don't bash candy. Just get your workout in, you're fine. Yeah, do fucking something on the treadmill, jeez, oh my <laughs> good lord, dude. Yeah, like, bump dude, those numbers up. Like you can't go out there as a coach, fucking fat. That's like a, this one guy. That's like a fucking butcher and being a vegetarian. Like, you can't fucking do that. <laughs> being a butcher and you're a vegetarian. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could because you're not eating your own your own produce. You're making more money if you're a vegetarian butcher. But, no, I agree, man. If if Coach Moan came in and he was 300 pounds for his size and telling us to get in shape, run all this, and I'd, like, I would not respect him as much. But Coach Moan was very active. And, you know, most of the coaches who I've met have been active besides the one who I had at McDaniel. He kind of – got to 300 pounds and lost the weight and was putting it back on when I was there. I kind of saw it in front of my eyes. And it's a sad thing to see, just someone just piling on weight after weight after weight. And actually, you know what? I'm sorry, Diz. Let me say a hot take. And I may not like this, but you know what? Being fat and people telling you you're fat, that's not us being mean. That's us caring about your health. Get in shape. It's not a choice to be fat. You can get in shape. It's not hard. Like, just do it. Yeah, dude. Like, if I fucking, like... When I see you again, if you're fat as fuck, I'm probably gonna like pull you aside and be like, "Hey, buddy." If if well, I had my dude, I had my I younger brother. Out. You need to figure it out, dude. dude. And if like someone doesn't tell you that, then like they're not your friend. 
Dude, I had my I had my younger brother two years ago call me out for getting fat. And I wasn't like even that fat yet. I just was on the verge of becoming fat. He called me as like, dude, you're getting kind of fat. This was the first year after college across. I had no season and I just wasn't really working out. And I said, no, I'm not. Like, what are you talking about? I stepped on the scale. I was getting fat. And then I started to work out, you know? It's like, it's a tough conversation, but like, no one wants to be fat. You got to call someone out on their bullshit. Like, yeah. I, I, I hate to say this, but I may be fat phobic because I have a fear of getting fat. Yeah, he's like, dude, no one wants, no one wants that. It's fucking bullshit. Um, that so. yeah, that was just a little rant I had because you know I just like I've seen some stuff and I'm just like that person should just not like little kids do walking behind their parents and they just look like little bowling balls. I'm like, you're 10 years old. How are you already a bowling ball like that? Yeah, dude, it's fucking embarrassing. Yeah, fucking America, dude. Fucking, and you know what's killing baseball too? By the way, crushing baseball is there. There's a bunch of fat coaches. <laughs> like the fat coaches are always in fucking baseball. Like imagine if your baseball coach was fucking just yoked. I'd be like, dude, hell yeah, baseball's sick. But he's like some fat piece of shit, like creep. And I'm like, fuck dude. baseball. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. This is not about fat being fat in baseball. But like my one buddy says, easiest job in the world if you want a coach is baseball. And I said, what do you mean? He's like, all you have to do, especially with the new rule changes happening with the MLB with no shift, is see who's the best hitter, see who's the best pitcher. Put them out there, sit back, and hope for the best. You're not really making adjustments. You can't. It's, it's, yeah, that's you can't, why you can't do anything. Back. You can't do anything. You can't do anything else other than all right. Here's my lineup, guys. Good luck. It's not like dude, you coach on the fly. Like, dude, just go down the list and just look at pictures of like MLB managers. It's fucking pathetic, dude. It's fucking pathetic. Well, you know, like, dude, you're gonna be like, you, what the fuck? You're gonna be like, this guy's the fucking manager of this team. Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, I'll, I'll say this also. I mean, baseball's. Very, very hard to play with the hand-eye coordination and all that. But I also feel like baseball is one of the sports where it's like you don't have to be the most athletic if you want to succeed in it. You can play catcher. You can play first base. Like, you can find ways. Like, Miguel Cabrera doesn't look like he should play have in any other the, sport. Have you seen the Mets DH? No, I have not. I haven't Vogelbach. watched him. Go look up fucking Daniel Vogelbach, Mets DH. He's fucking, like, clearly, clearly, like, fat. <laughs> and he just sits up there and like sm- either smacks a dinger. And when he's running around the bases, it's hilarious, dude. It's the funniest shit ever. You gotta look that guy up, Daniel Vogelbach. Is oh, dude, name. what? I see a yeah, picture of him. If I saw that guy walking in the street, there's no way I would have thought he was a fucking professional athlete. Dude, if that guy stepped into the batter box, I would try to smoke him in the fucking belly. <laughs> I would just like pelt him with the ball, just dude. throw it inside. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like 98 mile per hour fastball coming high and in. Fuck that! I, I'm just I'm just drilling him and hoping for the ground rule double, or hope he tries. He can't run bases that well, probably. No, hell no, dude. He just kind of sits up there and eventually smacks a home run. Um, but that kind of leads us into our little sports chatter here, Frankie. Um, biggest loser for the week? Who is it? Um, shit, dude. Fuck. I should I should start writing stuff down also because I had a good big loser. Can you can you come back to me and let you go? Because I I'm blanking on who I was going to say right now. Yeah, you, you go my first. biggest loser. My biggest loser is going to fucking Dan Campbell, head coach of the Detroit Lions. Yeah, why you is know? that? This fucking guy gets like so much hype for a coach that doesn't fucking win. Like no one talks about it, but like he's a shitty fucking coach. But since he's like hyping good at the mic on the podium, I guess he like he has all all of America is fucking fooled by Dan Campbell. I love Dan Campbell. <laughs> I am fooled also. You're a fool, dude. Yeah, he fucking yeah. sucks. Like, the Lions stink, dude. And he's supposed to be a defensive head coach, I thought. And he just let up 45 fucking points to Geno Smith. Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks just dropped 45 points on Dan Campbell. And I'm pretty sure he's supposed to be a defensive head coach. And, like, fucking God, Dan Campbell, dude. Like, 
I'm not sure. Like he seems like a good dude, seems like a good motivator, but God, he can't fucking coach football. I mean, I suck, dude. And like the amount of times they lose one score games. That's what I was gonna say. At least they're competitive now. No, dude, I feel like that's worse. You're almost better off getting blown out than like when you just lose like eight one score games in a row. Like, because I feel like one score games at some point, like the coach could have done something to like affect the outcome of the game. And he's failed to do so every single time. And, like, nobody talks about it. Like, nobody talks about how awful Dan Campbell is as a head coach. And, like, if he was anyone besides Dan Campbell, like, if Joe Judge had that track record, he'd probably be gone next loss. I mean, I will say the one thing is the Lions have a deep, deep root of losing and not being successful. And I think it takes longer than two years to turn that around. Similar to my Miami Hurricanes, you need it takes time to fix it. Uh, at the same time, I mean, if you look at them from last year to this year, they are more competitive, and it's good. I just don't know if he's ever going to win a Super Bowl. And you know what? He hypes me up. He seems like a good dude. I'm not going to rag on him yet because it's not like the Lions have the most talented roster. No one expected much. If he had the dude, e- if he had the Eagles roster, and he was losing, I'd understand that. If he dude, had the if he had the if he had pe- roster, what? He doesn't have a horrible roster. I'm not saying he does, but I'm not saying it's like he shouldn't make. They're not expected to make the playoffs this year. Dude, but like you, got, you just dropped, let up forty five points to Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Oh yeah, Pete their defense, Carroll, their defense is horrible, but they're scoring points also. That's the thing. But I'm saying Pete Carroll has Geno Smith as his quarterback, and he's two and two, and Geno Smith looks like a Pro Bowl. Well, that's because Geno Smith is a lot better than and some Pete people. Pete Carroll is not an offensive guy. Well, you know, and like other dude, I'm saying like other coaches figured the fuck out. And Dan Campbell is four and sixteen as a head coach. For the Lions. He's not worse than Matt Rule though. Oh, that guy's fucking awful. Matt, Matt Rule, he's like... But at the same time, people know he's awful. He gets yeah. criticized. They talk about he's on the hot seat. No one talks about Dan Campbell being on the hot seat. And he's 4-16 as a head two, coach. Year two, under the lines, it's a rooted cause. They have a lot more to fix. That's what I'm trying to who, say. Who has a better roster, Detroit or Carolina? Uh, in my opinion, I think Detroit. Exactly. I, exactly. I'm not... Dan Campbell should be 4-16. I, I agree, but it's also not like he's getting blown out. But, you know, let me go to my biggest loser. My biggest loser isn't a specific person. Uh, it's more of a marketing strategy, I guess. Uh, last week, we talked about Aaron Judge going for 62 home runs, and he hit it tonight. He just hit it tonight while we're recording this podcast, so congrats to him. However, the fact that if you're watching a specific sports game or a specific, like it was Northwestern versus Penn State or whatever, and they cut from the game to show Aaron Judge at bat, I just think that's stupid as fuck because it's not like Aaron Judge is going for – the all-time leading home run record in the whole MLB. It's a cool accomplishment for the AL. Good for him. But he's not going for the all-time record. It's not like at the end of the year we're going to say it's the greatest season ever in baseball. So I just think the baseball strategy marketing at that point is a failure because, I mean, I was kind of pissed when I was watching football and they put the Yankees on. And I'm not a Yankees fan. And I had no interest in watching Aaron Judge hitting that. I was kind of hoping he didn't get to it because I just don't like the Yankees. But that's my biggest loser. I flustered. I had a better one. I kind of forget it. You know, it's kind of lame for my yeah. my answer. You, just, you, you don't appreciate greatness. I do appreciate greatness. I pre- you see who who's behind you right now? Who's that little poster behind you? Go James down here. I appreciate game. him. I don't appreciate Aaron Judge. He's not my goat yet. I appreciate the one and only Adley Rushman. And how about those Orioles? They Dude. turned out to let you down, didn't they? No, no, and, no. Uh, they, speaking of baseball here, Frankie, the Philadelphia Phillies are back in the playoffs. For the first time since I was fourteen, and bigger, just, big. You know, you know what sucks though. Bigger storyline is the Mariners making it in like twenty-one years. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, too. that's that. That trumps the Phillies one. 
Yeah, but I'm saying, dude, I'm just telling you right now, if the Phillies and the Eagles both win the whole thing, my neighbors are going to ask me to move out. Which which house. which one which one uh, would mean more to the city? The Eagles, obviously. Eagles, yeah. yeah, yeah. Come on now. Football is king. Football is king. Football is king. Unfortunately, football is king. Not 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 no uh, lacrosse or anything like that, which sucks for us. But you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, it'd be it'd be cool. Who who you guys are most likely going to play the Mets the first round, correct? Or you guys? Oh, in the Cardinals, world? maybe Cardinals. In St. Louis, and I wanted to go to the game. I was going to go to the series, but I'm away for the weekend. Where you? Um, when would this I'm be? Like two, this weekend, like, so that, uh, it's this weekend. Yeah, so that's unfortunate. I mean, hey, I mean, you know, at least the O's fucking uh, made to five games left in the season. Third best turnaround in all history. You know, props to the O's. Yeah, but again, like that kind of like goes back to your point of Dan Campbell being close. Like, no one like close doesn't count. Fuck no one's ah, we're all happy in Baltimore. We talked about this last week. We dude, are young guns. We're the up and coming. With the Orioles, though, that's the problem. That's no. This isn't the problem with the Orioles. This is the problem with Baltimore sports. This is not a problem with Baltimore sports. All I say is the future is very bright. The problem with Baltimore sports is they're fine with like doing just enough. No, we're not. Like no, they're not. No, yeah, now that, you're making that's all of you're Baltimore making outrageous takes right now. They're that really, is hot well, as hell. We won twelve games this year. Well, we were like 12, 20 games over five hundred. So, Diz, like, what do you what are you gonna say? Sports. What are you gonna say this year when the Eagles don't win the Super Bowl? I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be pissed as shit. Yeah. Are you it's so you, win or nothing. It, it is win or nothing. Like, but realistically, realistically, from the Orioles' standpoint, Ravens, yes, super robust. From the Orioles' standpoint, we had the least amount of money spent on our roster. No one expected us to go above five hundred, and we were five games left in the season, finally limited from the playoffs. After losing and 110 games. We lost 110 games last year. This is the third time in MLB history someone went from losing 110 games to going above 500. That is a significant turnaround. Everyone knew we weren't going to win the World well, Series. Why are you happy about that? Because it shows you the future is bright. We have all but these. Third, but they have three games left in the regular season, and then they're sitting at home on the couch. And so guess what? Not. And guess what? Next year we're making the playoffs, and that's when it's going to be higher rewards. But I'm saying they, it's always that's that's another thing with Baltimore fans. Is it's always next year. I hope always that's it. You're just trolling, right? You're just trolling. Next, you're just. I see no, the smile. You're just, dude. I'm you're trolling. You're trolling. You're <laughs> going into the season. Great. Going into the season for baseball. Did you think the Orioles had a chance to win the World Series? No. So, but at the same time, no one thought the Phillies had a chance to win the World Series, and I'm sitting here being like, they don't win the World Series. It was a fucking failure. But did Philly? How many games did they lose last year? I don't know. I don't know. They didn't make the playoffs. Not one hundred and ten. They were like four games above five hundred. So, and now they made the playoffs. So you're in the same situation the O's were last year. Guess what? We won't make the playoffs. If they do get the playoffs, they'll lose in the first round. Like, well, we made the playoffs. No, no, that's not true. If you make the playoffs, it's different. That's not true. Now you're capping. No, dude, it's it's championship or bust in the city of brotherly love, and that's that's the major difference. And you know what they call the city city of brotherly love? Not title town. You guys barely win any championships. They definitely don't call Baltimore title town. I didn't say they did, but I'm also the one not saying. You know what? The Orioles have to win the championship this year because I had realistic expectations for them. Well, I'm, yeah, but that's that's the problem. Is like they you have like realistic expectations of them losing. No, dude. It's just everyone knew the best teams this year were going to be the Astros, the Yankees, the Dodgers, and uh, the Braves. No, no, like the top four teams. Unless you're a Phillies fan. Well, you guys are the most deluded fan base in all sports. You guys act like you're the Boston. You guys act like you're uh, winning championships every year. I think we're, we're better than those cities, though. I don't know if you can say you're better than those cities, but you know what? I will say this. You guys have a more passionate fan base. 
because you will actually throw snowballs at Santa Claus if he shows up to a game. I'm just telling you, I'm feeling like it's 1980 all over again. Diz, actually, I have a question to ask you. Diz, Diz, hear me out. I have a question to ask you. Would you sacrifice anything? Let's say you have a, I have a son. Would you sacrifice your son to win a couple Super Bowls for the Eagles? Lakers, no, Lakers not being sacrificed, dude. Lakers, Lakers going to win the Super Bowls himself. I just want to see how far would you go? Would you like sacrifice any one of your children or any one of your pets to win a few? No, dude. No, dude. I'm not sacrificing. Like my kids are going to win the Super Bowl themselves. So I'm not going to. That would hurt the city. <laughs> with, with, with with you at the GM they're, spot. <laughs> that, yeah, they're not coming through the future. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not sacrificing them. Like I would maybe get like my like left ball, like my left testy, my testicle, like surgically removed or so something. So if the Eagles win the Super Bowl this year, will you remove your left left nut? I'm not going to do that after they win the Super Bowl, but if someone was like, you got to make a decision, either you're left not or the Eagles win the Super Bowl, like, it would definitely be a conversation I'd have with, like, my conscience, you know? And would your lady friend have any input? Well, she doesn't have to know. <laughs> that is true. They do have fake nuts they could put in there. She, she yeah, never, exactly. she'd, never, she'd never know. She'd put never know. a little older or something, you know? <laughs> like, as, as long as, like, the other nut still works healthy, it's like... Hey, you, only, take- you, only need, you only need one to reproduce. You don't need two. You only need one. Yeah, but at the same time, luckily for Philly, like we're not in a position where we have to make those sacrifices. Like they're just going to win on their own. And I'm telling you right now, Frankie, if the Philadelphia Phillies are in the World Series and then the Eagles make the Super Bowl, I'm telling you right now, my neighbors will knock on my door and ask me to move out. No, they won't. They'll just see your body swinging because you'll be depressed if they both lose. No, or I'll be single, one of the two. You might be. You might. Be. Hey, speaking of being single, dude, how about Tom Brady? You see, he's got getting a uh, file for divorce, apparently. Yeah, dude. I don't know how much I buy that baloney. I'm not buying it either. But you know what? At the same time, he was married to one thing for all these years, and the thing was called game. He was married to football. That, yeah, that's what. Dude, that's, that's his like, one true love. If she's gonna divorce him for that, like, what meant to be? You yeah, know what I mean? You, she wasn't the one. She was not the one. You know, let let yeah. the man go out there and grind. It's a. It, she doesn't understand. If I could play a sport that I love for 20 years like that and make a shit ton of money, I'm playing that till I can't move anymore, you know? Yeah, you need, like, she needs to support that, you know what I mean? You're Tom fucking Brady. You're Tom fucking Brady. You're, She's got a problem with you playing football, and you're Tom fucking Brady? She ain't the one, brother. Although I will say, I saw I saw a little thing of, like, A.B. posting something on social media, like a picture of him and uh, Giselle and all that stuff. A.B., dude, he's yeah, actually that- my, you know, rewind, he's my biggest loser. Did you see the video of him at the pool? Yeah, dude, like mooning, like this shoving his ass in this yes, like dude. space. Yeah, dude. that guy, that guy is problems. Dude, that guy, that is the definition of what happens to D three football players when they get CTE. That's what D three football players are playing for. He'll be in jail. He'll be in prison in three years. Dude, he should be in prison now. That's literally he literally was like just like sexually exploiting himself to all these people at a pool. Yeah, you can't do that. He'll be in prison for something in the next three years, yeah. guaranteed. Yes, dude. Like, Damn shame, but um, you watch any college football this weekend? Any big surprises for you? Uh, I will say specifically, I had I know some people not more surprised. It was kind of blowout. I had knew some people who went to the Texas uh, West Virginia game in Texas, and that looked kind of fun to be honest. Just the atmosphere. Um, biggest surprises was just TCU over Oklahoma, Purdue over Minnesota, um, and then I guess I'm trying. I'm looking at the scores right now for the ranked teams. Yeah, those were probably the biggest mis- surprises other than, I mean, Georgia barely escaping Missouri. Um, you know, I mean, props props to Missouri for fighting. They did, couldn't pull it out. But overall, my biggest surprise, and, you know, I'm going to call them my biggest winners so far. They, they're probably not going to win this week, though. Kansas. I love Kansas football right now. Yeah, the turnaround dude, that's they had. who I'm going to shout out. People are sleeping on Kansas. I think they win this week. 
You think, TCU. dude? T- I mean, TCU's come off a high win last week, so they could. It's just Kansas. They they're they're very inconsistent with how they with how they perform. But you know, they got some belief behind them. It's at home. College game day is going there. I'm hoping yeah. the Rock Chalk Jayhawks come out and support. Yeah, dude, that place better be bumping. Are you kidding dude. me? I'm rooting for Kansas hard. Like, I think yeah. they're like a dark horse. It'd be hilarious. Kansas was like awful two years ago, like a laughing stock of college football. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, they're undefeated, sitting at 4 0, nationally ranked. 5 0, 5 0. 5 0, sorry. And they're going to have a sold out crowd on Saturday. Um, I'm kind of rooting for the Jayhawks. It'd be hilarious. Um, because they're definitely a sleeper team for me. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna fucking be a top five team. Like, that's no. not what I'm fucking saying. No. But like either way, they've already surprised people. I think their over under on win total for the year was like two and a half, and they're already five and out. Dude, it, yeah. And like, it's like I, I, pretty impressive. I just pulled up their schedule. I mean, the thing is, like their most recent game against Iowa State. Iowa State's not bad, and Kansas puts up points against everyone else, but Iowa State, their quarterback went seven to fourteen for ninety three yards. Like they, well, that's the thing about Kansas. I think their defense, their their secondary, especially dude, their defense, their They're defense is the defense is really, really good. But it's I'm curious to see if they can score because their offense, their total yards, like, dude. But they got the quarterback to do it, Jalen Daniels. I mean, he's actually like pretty athletic, kind of a dual threat, and oh, he's yeah. actually pretty solid. Yeah, no, he is. I mean, I hope they do it. I mean, other than that, I mean, college football, I think, has been pretty, pretty basic for most of the stuff. Your boys at Penn State, you know, when's their big test? Yeah, I mean, they have a bye week this week, and then they play Michigan next week. Is that um, in uh, Beaver Stadium or is that on the road? It's at Michigan, I'm pretty sure. That's going to be a really good game. Yeah, and it's it's a massive game for uh, Penn State, that's for sure. And, like, I th- I'm excited for Penn State. Like, I think they look good, but at the same time, like, sometimes they're offensive that can, like, kind of stall out, um, and that kind of worries me a little bit. Clifford hasn't performed well in big games, and it's like that's his track record for his career. And, like, at the beginning of the year, they were looking great running the ball, and it's kind of stalled out a little bit. But their defense and their secondary, Jordan Porter on the corner at cornerback, will probably be a top 10, top 20 pick in the draft. He's, he's the real deal. Um, long, physical, um, and he's a beast. But uh, we'll see. what. Penn, I mean, I'm excited for Penn State for sure. I think they can go and beat Michigan, and I think they get Ohio State at home. Um, that's big because they play Ohio State at home. It'll be a whiteout night game. So if they can go – and beat Michigan, and then take care of business against Minnesota, I think they're going to be a good spot because I think they could sneak into the playoff for sure. But I'm not, like, fully confident on them just because the quarterback situation doesn't doesn't spit confidence at me. Yeah, I I can I can hear that. I'm, I'm very curious to see how Penn State – like, I thought Auburn was going to be better than what they did. Auburn just doesn't seem that good right now. Auburn sucks. Yeah, so I, I'm curious to see what Penn State does when they face a big boy competition like Michigan and Ohio State. Um, I will say this though, you know, you know who I kind of like seeing do well this year. I don't know if they're actually like legit, legit, but it's fun to see them because they're number eight right now. Tennessee, I like, I like seeing Tennessee do well. It's been a while since they've been good, and they're breaking out their like smoky gray uniforms this weekend to go against LSU. So it'll be pretty exciting to watch them play. That's going to be a tough test for them on the road, also. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you because their quarterback I think is pretty legit, head and hooker. Um, he's pretty legit. And I think the SEC is pretty loaded with QBs, honestly. Um, oh, yeah. And that's pretty legit. And when Tennessee's packed and it's sold out, it, it was pretty, pretty awesome atmosphere. I think a sleeper for me, though, in college football is Oklahoma State. Um, they have an experienced quarterback in Spencer Sanders. You've and been, I actually think they can come out of the Big 12 and win it because Oklahoma looks bad. You've been um, riding so that way. They could actually sneak into the playoff and surprise some people. Because their defense, too, was great last year, and it looks good again this year so far. And I mean, um, they, and beat, they have an experienced quarterback in the Big 12 that looks a little bit down, 
the Big 12 does. Um, so I'm kind of I'm kind of excited. I think Oklahoma State can make some noise. I mean, yeah, they they just I think I think the two toughest teams for them to play. I mean, granted, you can throw Kansas in there because we were talking about them, but the two toughest teams they got left on their schedule because Oklahoma, like you said, does not look good. Is um, they already beat Baylor, it's TCU, and uh, K State, but I don't think K State's as good as TCU. So it's really going to come down to that TCU game. I feel like to see who's going to go to the Big 12 championship with Oklahoma State. But now, here's the thing with uh, Coach Gundy or whatever the fuck his name in Oklahoma State is. They tend to choke away a game randomly throughout the year. So will they be able to, I don't know, I mean, get over that type of hurdle? Clemson used to have a choking in the old history days where they would choke random games or the big game before the bigger games. And I think Oklahoma State still has that monkey on their back. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they uh, act to that. And uh, one thing I want to mention, because you brought up the Big 12, Texas turned out to be a really big disappointment. They should have been Alabama, and since then, they have not looked good, in my opinion. Yeah, that was almost a must-win game for them because their quarterback went down in the game. Oh, I didn't, um, mm. Yeah, so they haven't had their quarterback since, so that's tough. But, um, yeah, that, that was a huge swing in their season. Like, they could have won that game and be in contention for the playoff, and instead they lost. I think they dropped one or two more after that. So that was disappointing. Um, but college football is just entertaining in general because, again, the special teams – the gap between the NFL and college football and special teams is like amazing. unbelievable. And it's that's, amazing. that's what makes it so entertaining in my opinion. Um, but NFL Frankie, big takeaways from this weekend. I know it ended in disappointment for you, but I, again, you shouldn't have been surprised. Um, I'll, I'll tell you guys this, like my, my Sunday started off with me going down to my brother's apartment, got there at like nine 30 and he had like breakfast sandwiches, salsa, egg and cheese, like, Champagne, orange juice, we're drinking mimosas, blasting Seven Nation Army, going going crazy. And it was a lot of fun. And then, uh, I mean, first quarter, dude, we like, same thing as the Dolphins. We look like the best team in the NFL the first quarter. We got a few, we got a pick, we scored a touchdown, we're doing our job, we're up 17 3 at one point. And then, second half, which is a whole different game. And I think that's just us getting out coached. Now, I will say, we were completely outplayed in the second half, and the Bills deserve that to win that game. But two things. One is I thought going for the fourth down at the end was the right decision. It's maybe not the best play call because if you watch that second half, specifically the fourth quarter, the Bills were getting whatever the fuck they wanted with the ball. Dude, they drove down the field so easily at the end of the game. They could, if they wanted to. But you can't say it was a bad play call when the when the quarterback just missed the wide open guy. Yeah, he didn't see him. So like you should have developed something to have him be able to see where he's going to be. He just didn't see it. He saw it too late. Anywho, so, wait, wait, wait. so now, now the coach is supposed to like be a second eyes for the QB. Guy was wide no, open. No, no, no. You're supposed to develop schemes so the quarterback's looking right where it is. Anywho, anywho, Diz, Diz, pipe down, Diz, Diz, pipe down, pipe down. Anywho, in my honest opinion, you may not like what I'm going to say, but this is honest. The game-changing momentum play happened, I believe, in the second quarter. Ravens were driving, and we're we were about to put the nail in the coffin. I kid you not, the game was about to be over. And we did a little play to Mark Andrews. I know, I'm, I'm telling our fans. I'm painting a picture. You know, we have listeners. I'm not sure if you know this. Our, our five listeners out there. Or I'll, however get to, many. I'll get to my point. My bad. No, and Mark Andrews did a little route, and we completed a pass him to, like, their one- or two-yard line. We're about to go up 21-3 to three or something like that, blow up in the game. Game's about to be over. And they call offense pass interference. And when you w- go back and watch that, you know, it's just not pass interference at all. He's literally breaking through his route, and they they touch hands with each other, and they call it a push-off. And it's just not a push-off at all. You can watch the play. Terrible call. Um, granted, NFL refs have known to be making terrible calls. But one thing I'll say is this. When the Ravens go in to the game as one of the least penalized teams in the whole NFL, 
to then getting 11 to Buffalo's four, something's not right. I think a lot of the game changing. I'm not. I'm saying we got completely outplayed. I'm just saying something was not right, and that was one of the things I'm going to highlight. That game was about to be over if they don't call that pass interference. We're about to go up 21 to three on them. Instead, we have to sell for a field goal because they called pass interference, and I think Lamar got sacked immediately the following play or something like that. Like it's. If you watch that play, it's just mind-boggling how that was offensive pass interference. When all game, you see each other receivers in the DBs game very physical. It was a physical game, and they called the slightest push ever. And then, just to throw out there, the mysterious roughing the pass on Josh Allen. I would agree with that. I was going to mention that. That was a bad call for sure. That I mean, we got outplayed. I mean, that's all I can say. I just Those two things just stood out to me as the big momentum changers. Yeah, I mean, again, like luckily I had I had the game specifically starting like the second quarter on the second screen while the uh, undefeated Philadelphia Eagles were playing. But um, anyway, Fuck Ravens you. game first because so, <laughs> um, I've been waiting a long time to discuss his Ravens game. Let me just tell you that. And I, I'm starting to like notice a trend, Bronky. You don't text me back on Sundays. Yeah, I, I don't text back when the Ravens lose. Why would I? I don't talk to any of my friends who talk, talk shit. Why don't you, you text him back, dude? What, what do I have to say? You're going to say Lamar's horrible when he's not horrible. You know, he's. I, I think this week, this Sunday, I just said, hey, man. Did you? I was. Well, this Sunday, I was pretty drunk. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I had a lot of mimosas beforehand. So I, I this, like I said, I fell asleep at 6 30 on Sunday. I didn't really watch any of the Sunday night football game. I had to watch the highlights. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to say this about Baltimore. I'm just going to say this. Lamar Jackson, second half points, zero. Diz, second half points, Zero. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily true. That is true. Well, Lamar Jackson's me... second half points against Buffalo was zero. Oh, against Buffalo. I thought you meant like the whole NFL. Oh, oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. I, I was like, I could have sorry we scored. Lamar yeah, yeah, Jackson's yeah, okay. second half points against Buffalo, zero. That's, that's, that's what it comes down to. And like when you think about it, Baltimore scored 20 points, right? 20 points, I think. It scored yeah, 20 points. Yeah. But seven were given to them because the defense got a pick that put them in the 15-yard line to start the game. Yeah. So it's like realistically, Lamar Jackson is like this phenomenal, excellent quarterback. Scored zero second half points, and somehow, some way, the narrative is pushed that they were out coached and the defense sucks. But the quarterback of the team, who is considered an MVP favorite in some eyes, as he should be, scored zero second half points, zero second half points, and then he had a chance to win the game, fourth and two from the goal line to win the game, basically, and he missed a wide-open receiver in the back of the end zone and ends up throwing an interception just how, like, Lamar Jackson always does. And, like, I'm not going to sit here and say, I told you so, Cronky. You're just like, a troll. That's all. You're just a troll. It's about time to start giving you're, credits. You're, you're just it's a troll. It's about time to start giving you credit right here. I'm going like, to have – Once again, every single Sunday, this guy, once again, time and time again, proves he's a fraud. And I can't Sunday wait. Night, you know what happens this Sunday night, Bronky? I cannot wait. And the whole world sees. Later this year, ladies and gentlemen, I will bring up old recordings of Diz to fact check him after Lamar has a fantastic season. You know, just because, dude, if you think about it, the two teams we lost to are both three and one, and two of the top teams in the NFL. Yes or no? And, and from what I from what I recall, I think in those two games, Lamar Jackson's second half points. No, we scored second half points against against the Dolphins. Did he? Yeah, we just scored none in the fourth. Are you well, sure? Do you want me to fact check it right now because you're calling me? Yeah, out? I'm just saying when oh. the bright lights come on, and this is this was the changing point of the game here, Funky. I'll tell you what the changing point of the game for me. And you know what? This just says it all for Lamar Jackson for me. Yeah, we scored. We scored, we scored ten points in the second half against the Dolphins first. Let okay. me just say that. So ten fuck points. you. <laughs> ten points to Miami's thirty-five. 
to two is thirty-five. To their twenty the in the fourth quarter. Yeah, we get all right. What 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 was your what was your point? This this was the this this find it off to Lamar Jackson for me. It's third and like six or something like that. Maybe late third quarter, early fourth quarter. Lamar Jackson runs for a first down by the sideline. And he tries to like stretch for the first down and like run out of bounds so he doesn't get hit. And he doesn't get the first down. They call it fourth and one. And they end up having to go for it, I think. And granted, I think they got it on fourth down. But like he didn't get it on third down when he could have just easily go for it and maybe taken a little bit of contact and got a first down. He just ran out of bounds. Like a you know what that that that's the big game changer right there. No, yeah, no, this is not necessarily <laughs> game changer, but like this defined the quarterbacks for me. Next drive, next drive. Buffalo has the same situation with Josh Allen, and he takes a hit and gets the first down and gets up and celebrates like first down because he got the first down by two yards. And that play right there told me all I need to know about the two QBs. Told me all I needed to know right there. Aren't right you? Dead aren't you? There, the, said, aren't said, you? Said, well, this guy's not the guy. Aren't you the type of guy who says Lamar's too small who get hurt if he takes contact? So he's making the smart decision to go out of bounds so he's not ending up like Tua. Who's but I brain think dead. that says a lot about his competitiveness level. I don't like, think, I think so. Like, competitive level isn't that high, and I think that's his problem. I think he realizes he's also playing for a contract this year. He's not trying to get hurt, so he's making business decisions. It's a business decision. He wants to play. Last year, last year you were cl- last year, last year, and I can pull up records, you were claiming he was injury prone all last year because he got hurt. So now he's going out of bounds so he doesn't get hit to get, quote-unquote, injured because, as you said, he's injury-prone, and now you're questioning his competitive, uh, competitiveness. I'm just saying. I, I Diz, you can't, you can't, you can't choose different sides of the coin. He's been determined injury-prone, and he puts his shoulder in the linebacker's chest still. Who's, who's been determined injury-prone? Carson Wentz. Yeah, and what does Carson Wentz do? Lose. He puts his, he puts his shoulder in the linebacker's chest. And, and I'm gonna gets tackled. It. You brought this up last week, and you I'm got gonna, tackled. I'm going to take, take that guy every day of the fucking week. You know, you, you contradict yourself a lot with these points. You know, you always try, you say you want to go for championships. If you had Carson Wentz as your quarterback, you'd be one in three right now, not four I'm just saying, if you, get into, if you get into a street fight, do you want the guy that says, whose car are we taking? Or do you want the guy that fucking takes the car and peels out of there without you? Well, I'm 25. I hope I'm not in a street fight. That's all I can say. Second off, which guy do you want? Second off, you know, I mean, the few times it's happened, you know, everyone says they got our backs, and then next thing you know, I'm by myself. So, you know what? I don't trust any of my friends or anyone I ask again to fight with me. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. What guy do you want? You know, I mean, when you're going to rob a bank, you want the guy that says, whose car are we taking? Or you want the guy being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? uh, Whose car are we taking? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And that's Josh Allen and the other guy's Lamar Jackson. No, and it that, says, that's well, a terrible comparison. Because let's go back to that point. I watched Tua, fucking little Tua, who people always say is undersized, went out there with a full-blown con- concussion, had a major concussion, and went out there and played until he got knocked out cold. Yeah, now, now he's told to go retire. Great, great, <laughs> yeah. great decision by him. Dude, because he's a fucking savage. Because he, he, he likes CTE. He likes we brain damage. Tough, we want tough fucking dogs around here. We don't want no puppies. I mean, I, I agree. You don't want no puppies. You want dogs. But at the same time, I mean, I'm going to change it. We're, we've are we been rambling about the Ravens too long, and you're you're just a troll when it comes to Lamar. At the end of the day, the Bills are a great team. The Ravens are literally, when you watch the two games that they've won against two teams who aren't great or elite in the Patriots and the Jets, we dominate against two teams that could be considered elite. We've lost close after going up big. We may not yeah, be elite this year. We may not be elite this year. But we are close, and wait till everything starts clicking. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it does not matter if we won or lost this game in October. What matters is January and February. That's that's what you said. Who cares about this game right now? We'll regroup, and we'll see them again in the playoffs. They, they got to make it there first, buddy. And if they, can't oh, beat Buffalo and they, if they can't beat Buffalo and Buffalo plays that poorly, true. 
And you act like the Ravens played that well, East. You act like the Ravens played that well. Long winter when they got to go up to Buffalo and it's fucking eight degrees, and Lamar Jackson's like, "Oh, I got cramps. I got cramps." Oh my god! When when we're running the ball with our J.K. Dobbs and Gus Edwards, we're not having a full healthy team yet. Stop it, Diz. On to the Eagles. On to the Eagles. Anywho, anywho. We'll we'll go to the Eagles, but I just want to apologize to my listeners first because I did I did I think say last week that there's a chance to have a Baltimore Philly Super Bowl, and that I was big time mistaken. You're right, because Philly won't be make it there. There's just one team that's going to make the Super Bowl, and it's the Philadelphia Eagles, because they look like not only the best team, not only the best team in the league, but they look like one of the best. I'm going to stop you right there, Diz. First thing I'm going to ask you is this: for the Eagles to look like the quote-unquote best team, who have you faced that's considered a elite team? Dude, you are what your record says you are. You are what your record says you are, and none of the teams you have played are considered Super Bowl contenders. So until you face a Super Bowl contender. I don't want to hear you say the Eagles are going to do the Super Minnesota, Bowl. Minnesota. Some people thought Minnesota was Fuck going to be no, the Super Fuck no, not Minnesota. Some people did. I watched it be predicted. And did you, watch, did you watch them play the Saints this past weekend? They're horrible. The Saint, the, I'm, just, I'm just saying some people predicted Minnesota. This, that's the same Saints team that just almost kicked Tom Brady's ass. Yeah, I'm not saying any team from the NFC is good. The AFC is where all the good teams I'm are. I'm just saying the Philadelphia Eagles are one of the better teams the NFC has seen in the last five years. Well, you know, I think there's one team that could challenge for them right now, and you play them this Sunday, I think. Cooper Rush, baby. That's next Sunday, Sunday next night Sunday. football, buddy. Who do you guys play this week? Arizona this week. Oh, that so you guys are going five and no, probably. Yeah, they're not fucking. Yeah. Dude, I don't think anyone's challenging Philly. To be honest with you, like realistically, I watch, I watch all the games in the league, and I'm sitting here being like, "Wow, these teams fucking blow." There's one. There's one team that could challenge with you guys because of their defense. The Niners. Ew. The Niners defense. I don't think they could score Jimmy points. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. No, no, I'm not saying they score points, but they could keep it a low scoring affair with you guys. I mean, good luck. That's what I have to say to you. Good luck. I mean, no one's ever seen Jalen Hurts with the lights shine bright on him yet. He hasn't had to face that moment. Let's see what I'm happens. I, I would be I would be fairly surprised if Philly lost the game this year. You heard it here first. I'm not, I'm expecting 17 and 0 out of Philadelphia. Um, actually, I'm expecting uh, 20 and 0, 20 and 0 out of Philadelphia um, because they look like about as legit as it gets. They even got banged up this weekend. Faced adversity against oh, a very underrated Jacksonville team. Shut the fuck a very up. underrated Jacksonville team in bad weather, bad conditions. And you know who came out on top? The Philadelphia Eagles. Darius Slay goes down first series. Avante Maddox, cornerback, doesn't play. Fucking left tackle, Jordan Mulata, goes down in the second series. Fucking they have to bring in Jack Driscoll. And let me just say, Jack, this is my problem with football, too. This is my problem with professional sports sometimes. Is they put in the Eagles put in Jack Driscoll. And, and I'm sitting here being like, oh, God, please fucking do the plays around away from Jack Driscoll. Jack Driscoll sucks. And the first five plays, they actually run the ball at Jack Driscoll or fucking do like a QB option at Jack Driscoll to like try to like they act like the viewers are like fucking stupid. And like a lot of coaches in the NFL do this is they try to act like the us viewers, us fans are dumb. And it's like, dude, we see the same game you do, brother. And like I'm telling you right now, Jack Driscoll is not the guy. So why are you running plays at him? So their first two possessions go three and out because they're trying to fool lots of viewers and run at Jack Driscoll. And then they finally start to run away from Jack Driscoll. And the announcers have the audacity to come on the fucking screen and be like, Jack Driscoll, the backup, we haven't said his name a lot. That means he's doing good things. And I'm like, dude, Jack Driscoll's off. He's off. But anyway, that's my rant about Jack Driscoll. But You seem very Philly passionate about that. Billy, dude, <laughs> fuck Jack Driscoll. We need Jordan Mulata back ASAP. Um, but either way, we got Hurts, and it hurts to be trust. I'll just say that because this guy, he he might be best quarterback in the league. No, Some stop, best stop, stop. He's not. No, there's there's three quarterbacks that are better than Hurts right now, and I can list them all. Who? 
Allen, Mahomes, and Lamar. They're all better than Hurts. Four now. Yeah. Four now. Congrats. Again, again, do you want a quarterback that wins games or do you want a quarterback that Lamar somebody? Lamar has the second best or no, the like winning record, whatever through however many games, is tied with Tom Brady. I mean, Jalen Hurts has not won as much division. as Lamar. He has he's not won as much division. as Lamar. He's in the worst division in football. No, he's not. Lamar, AFC North is the worst division in football. No, right it's now. not. How is it not? You're kidding me, right? It's worse. What division's worse than the I'll, AFC North? I'll tell you right now. Uh, AFC South is worse. Mm, it's debatable. Colts, just, Texans. Pittsburgh blows. Pittsburgh doesn't have a quarterback. Cleveland just lost to Atlanta. Cincy is what? One and three? Two, two and one two. and three right now? Two and two. Three teams, two and two. One team, one and three. And since he looks bad, Baltimore can't score in the second half, apparently. Yes, they can. One game. One game they can't score in the second half. Can't score in the second half. And Cleveland just lost to Atlanta. Pittsburgh lost. Meanwhile, the NFC East is just playing a bunch of cupcake schedules, all beating up on the commanders. NFC East has two three and one teams and a four and oh team. At the end of the day, though, no team from the NFC East is winning the Super Bowl. I'm telling you right now, I'm probably, what's it, I'll bet I'll bet you something that Philadelphia wins the Super Bowl. This year. If, this year. If, if Philly you wins take the Philly, Super Bowl, I take the field. Is that what I'm hearing? No, if Philly wins the Super Bowl, you have to get a tattoo somewhere of the Eagles. All right, and if, when they don't, you have to get a tattoo saying – No, no, no. If Baltimore wins the Super Bowl, I'll get a tattoo. <laughs> of the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, is this a deal you're willing to take? Because I'm willing to take it. Let me let me let me think about that. I'm not I'm not I'm not one. Again, this says this says everything you need to know about Baltimore, ladies and gentlemen. No, I don't know it's if I want Baltimore Philly trash. Right? I don't know if I want Philly it's trash Baltimore tattooed fans. to me. They're like Baltimore fans are like ninety four percent in. They're not like all in. They're like they're like ninety four percent in. No, That's I just don't want a Philly trash tattooed on me because I like my body the way it is. Like, what do you what do you have on your left cheek? Hail to the Redskins. Are you happy when you go to shower? You you have to get dressed. You see that every single day. I mean, I don't honestly. I kind of forget about it because Philly's that good, and they're just always on my mind. Well, yeah. I mean, I hope you forget about it because it's now hail to the Commanders, not even to the Redskins anymore. Yeah, whatever you say, Frankie. But what other? I'm tired of ranting about the. I don't want to bore my. Uh, I don't want to. This whole, this whole. We're sorry to our listeners. This whole episode is just ranting about D3 football. You know, Lamar, the Eagles, all the fun stuff. I mean, any other thing surprise you from the NFL this weekend? I mean, the Chiefs dropping 41. Mahomes looked like a fucking beast out there. Yeah, um, he's good. He was doing, like, absurd shit. I think one thing that surprised me, too, was fucking the Packers should have lost to the Patriots. The Packers um, are bad. With a third-string QB and Bailey Zappi, or whatever the hell his name was, who was actually kind of nice in college. I remember him at Western Kentucky, and he was, like, 25 years old as, like, a fucking senior, and he was uh, kind of nice. Um Raiders get their first win, so they don't don't go to zero and four. And Nathaniel Hackett once again loses because he's fucking awful. He's in way over his head. And how about the New York Football Jets? Not the Giants, not the New York Football Giants. Because let me just say, the Giants might be the worst three and one team I've ever seen. They are. Them or the Cowboys, one of those two. Like this is the Giants for you. It's like the Giants are three and one, but they they could actually potentially lose their next like thirteen games. And go three and fourteen on the year. So what? What about the Jets then? Jets got a big win against Pittsburgh. They came back, got a big drive by out Zach Wilson. I'll tell you, like I actually think the Jets' future looks kind of decent. You think Zach Wilson's a good QB? I think he has potential. Yeah, I think he has potential to be good. Interesting. You I, I no, I'm not a Zach Wilson guy. Have you seen him play? I've seen him play a little bit. I mean, Dude, he's look- actually kind of decent. 
We'll see. We'll see. He's like, dude, he's better than Daniel Jones. He's better than Justin yeah. Fields. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. When you actually look at the league, dude, there's actually some bad quarterbacks. No, no, yeah. I'm not saying he's not better than those guys, but I don't think he's the type of guy that can win you a Super Bowl. I think I think Zach Wilson's like right on the like middle of the pack tier already. Like he's top fifteen. No, I'm not saying that, but I think he's close to it. I think he's top twenty. He's better than Russell Wilson right now, I'll tell you that. I mean, like again, I only got one sample size of him from this game, but like I think the Jets' future is actually kind of bright because, like, Garrett Wilson, the receiver they got. Oh, he's nasty. He's going to be a stud. Yeah. He's a stud. Corey Davis is very, like, capable for sure. I mean, then they got running back game and Michael Carter and Brees Hall. Like, that's not horrible, but I think Brees Hall has potential. I think the thing that helped them, I think the thing that helps them the most is that they actually have a good defense. I mean, the Jets, I feel like, always have, like, at least they have, like, the last decade or so, have had, like, a pretty, like, competent defense, I think. I mean, I don't follow the Jets super closely, so I don't, like, know that for sure. But, like, I feel like the Jets are, are usually known for, like, having a competent defense. But then they also got Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore is a good receiver, too. Like, they actually have a pretty decent receiving tandem um, with Wilson Moore and uh, Corey Davis. So, mm-hmm. I actually think the Jets, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, they're going to make the playoffs. But, like, I think they can win seven, eight games this year. Uh, I'm going to tell you this right now. They're losing this Sunday, though. Who are they playing this Sunday? The Dolphins. You think so with Teddy Bridgewater? Two is not playing. I think Teddy Bridgewater is the best backup in the league that you can have. I'm just saying Miami's only three-point favorites there for a reason. I know. But I also think the Dolphins are, what, pretty good still. They still have their good defense. They still have Tyree Kill. They still have Jalen Waddle. And, I mean, I'm looking at the Jets' schedule right now, and I don't know if they're going to beat the Packers the following week. Packers look yeah, bad, but, but like I'm not again. Like I think, like I think teams in the league are bad. Like I don't, I don't think there's many good teams in the league because I don't think there's many great quarterbacks in the league. And shout out to my buddy Puis actually, who brought this point up to me this weekend. And I was like, dude, you're kind of spot on. I was like, I really agree with that because like there's actually a lot of bad quarterbacks in the league. Think about the story. Is that what he said? Puis brought this up to me, and I was like, yeah, dude. I mean, totally right. I just thought it was like more so like there weren't great teams. But, like, I think it's more so, like, there might not be great quarterbacks. Because, like, think about the quarterbacks that are starting. Like, Marcus Mariota's starting. Yeah, he's not good. Lee Dalton still started this week. Jacoby Brissett starts. Geno Smith starts. Ryan Tannehill starts. Justin Fields, Daniel Jones, like, Mitch Trubisky. No, he, he's benched now. It's not Kenny, it's Kenny Pickett yeah. now. Okay, so Davis Mills, like, Baker sucks. Fucking Bailey Zappi played quarterback this weekend because Brian Horner got knocked the fuck out. Do you know who you're not saying, though? Cooper Rush. He's 4-0 also as a starter. No, nah, dude, but like people are overhyped the Cowboys and Cooper Rush. You like actually watch their game, you're like, wow, they're actually not that good. Their defense is legit. I will give them that. And I think it's not necessarily their defense, but I think Michael Parsons is that good. No, he, he's yeah, the best he's defensive player in the league. He's, he's like, and he starts it all. So it's not even really their defense because I don't think Trayvon Diggs is like all that. No, like he's, he's not. It's Micah Parsons. Like he's just, court, Parsons is just Micah disgusting. Micah Parsons disrupts it all because like teams have to straight up game plan around them. And like you as a quarterback, like I feel like he kind of is holding real estate in their heads. But at the same time, they haven't played like – I get it. They beat the Bengals, but the Bengals were bad. And then like they beat the Giants who like the Giants aren't scaring nobody. You know what I mean? I get it. They're 3-1, and one, but like come on. They're not – the Giants aren't scaring nobody. I mean yeah. – Fuck, the Giants had the worst receiver. What, what, what's the thing you said about the Eagles being 4-0? You are who you play, or you are where your schedule is, or whatever? You are where your record says you are. Yeah, and right now their record says they're 3-1. Yeah, for sure, but, like, they're not scaring you. 
Like you going to Philadelphia, you're like, oh shit, this is gonna be a long fucking day. Hell no, I'm going in licking my chops and saying it's gonna be a great football game coming down to the wire. Get the fuck out of you here. You haven't played a single. You played one decent team and you guys almost lost. How? You what almost you lost mean? to the Lions week one, and you're going home saying they're horrible. Also, they didn't almost lose. If you actually watched the it game, it was 38 35 final. You almost but lost. If you actually watched the game, you realize they fucking dominate. Dominating. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen of the podcast, winning by three points is officially dominating someone. Dude, going into the fourth quarter, they were winning thirty-eight to twenty-one. Like it's not like like it's not like I was sitting there sweating bullets. What about this past weekend? Past weekend, they went down fourteen nothing and then scored like twenty-four unanswered. Played played. And you played one decent team and you guys almost lost. Minnesota is pretty fucking good, dude. I don't think they're that good. Dude, Minnesota, people were saying, like, could win it all. Dude, yeah, but they almost lost to the Saints. All right, anywho, let's let's get let's get to our final set. Do you, are we almost beat Tampa. And Tampa's not that good. We've established that. Are do you do you have pickums to do this week or Yeah, I do. All I right. do. If, yeah. If you don't wanna fucking if you don't <laughs> If I don't <laughs> I'm just saying, ladies and gentlemen, we are moving I'm on. Just, can I just add one more point? Did anyone watch did you watch the Arizona and Carolina game? No, because I was at the Ravens game. Dude, Carolina's the most pathetic team in football. Yeah, yeah, no, Matt Rule, he's like 0-17 when the opposing team scores 17-plus points or something like that. He's like yeah. on a 15-game losing streak or something like that. He He's terrible. Yeah, but how's your how's your team doing in, front, in fantasy this weekend, Frank? Dude, every one of my teams in my league just did not do well. They underperformed, uh, specifically not in our league. Our league, yes, they underperformed, but Diz, I had one league where I had two players score 10 points, like 10 or 12 points. Everyone else was five or less. I scored 55 points. Yeah, I had, I had like, two leagues like that, too. And I was just like, it wasn't yeah. good. But, but our league, Franky, like, my team actually played pretty well, and I was banged up. DeAndre Swift and um, Amon St. Brown both didn't play. But Did you uh, win? Murphy's team went off and fucking beat me. I think I would have beaten, like – You would have beat me. My team was horrible this week. I would have beat half the league, but Murphy's team went off, and Drake London really did me a disservice, gave me three points. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I still – well, how many teams make the playoffs in our league? Four, or is it – Four, yeah. So it'll be tough to make the playoffs, dude. That's I, – I, It's I mean, tough because, like, I think there's a couple decent teams. I mean, I got a big week against Diggs Army, and Diggs Army's team's a little bit better than, like, we thought it was going to be. Dude, he, he, beat, he beat my team because my team decided not to show up. And I was just like, are you kidding me? And he's all happy about that. I'm like, if my team – Paul Williams was a huge get for him. Yeah, it was. But, like, if, if my team, like, played the way they should, we would have won that game. But everyone else decided to take off because why not? Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're rambling right now, so let's get to the pickums. Yeah, let's get to the pickums. Here we go. Um, both Bronk and I are coming off four and one weeks. Bronk's um, only loss was Baltimore. And your loss was the Dolphins. So, fuck you. Get out of here. <laughs> All right, guys. Diz's record is seven and three for the season. I'm five and five. Just guys, give you a heads up. Yeah, here we go. Diz up two games, and we're going into Thursday night football. The bright lights go on to Nathaniel Hackett. The Indianapolis Colts go to Denver in the Mile High City. I'm taking the Colts in this one, just because we all know what happens when Nathaniel Hackett and the bright lights come on. Like we all know what fucking happens. He's fucking chokes it away. All of America sees that he's not the guy. So I'm going with the Colts to win in this one in a close game that comes down to a fourth-quarter blunder by Nathaniel himself. I'm actually going to go with the Broncos on this one. I think Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett 
are going to get because the Colts don't look as good. They're not that scary. I think they're just going to pull it out, and it's not going to be pretty. And we're not going to be convinced at all because Matt Ryan, he's 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 bad also. Um, but I'm going with the Broncos just because I think home field advantage is going to play a factor into it. Interesting choice there, Funky. You're betting your money on Nathaniel Oh, Hackett. I am. Hashtag fire Nathaniel Hackett. You know, I, I started that that hashtag. It's going to continue. But, you know, for this one, I'm going to say Matt Ryan should retire. So, Broncos it is. Yeah, Matt Ryan is not the guy. I will tell you that. Um, but now you're going to be surprised by my next pick. 12 o'clock game, noon game. Noon games are kind of weak this week, I will tell you. Like, there's not a lot of great games, I so will say. 1 o'clock, 1 o'clock. Noon here at Central Time, buddy. <laughs> the hell out of here. It comes on a noon around here. Um, but I, I don't think the noon games are they're pretty weak this week. Um, so we got a lot of, again, bad quarterbacks playing, a lot of potential blowouts, as you see in the spreads. Um, by the way, Chargers minus three at Cleveland, lock of the week, lock it in. Um, but that's afterthought. You got Tennessee traveling to Washington to take on the Commanders. Titans versus the Commanders. Carson Wentz at home. I think Wentz is getting to a point where if he doesn't deliver here, he might start getting booed. Um, and it's, it's not going to be good. So um, we all know Carson Wentz is the toughest guy physically in the league, weakest guy mentally in the league, um, but he's a guy I always root for. I'm going to Commanders to knock off Tennessee in this game. Carson Wentz, comeback game. He goes how he started the year the first two weeks. Um, I'm going with the Commanders in this game. Uh, I'm not sure if you watched the Titan game last week, but uh, Derrick Henry seems like on a roll and found his groove. Uh, he will run for yards and yards and touchdowns, so Titans will move on. And then moving forward to the 3.30 games, not 4.30 games, 3.30 games here in Central Time. Um, last game's over before it gets dark. It's, it's fucking oh, nice. Yeah, it's so nice, I bet. Um, we got Dallas having their first real test since they played um, with Cooper Rush. Spect- there's some skeptical noise out there that Dak Prescott could come back, but I think they wait until the following week, Sunday Night Football against Philly, um, and Philly's going to have that crowd fucking booing. Um, it's going to be great, so... Um, but Cowboys travel to L.A. to take on the Rams at 3.30. Um, Rams looked awful last night, by the way. I think they're overhyped. Matt Stafford is overrated. Let me just tell you that. They are only one dynamic with Cooper Cup. But, again, I don't think Dallas is that good. I think Aaron Donald and the Rams defense gives Cooper Rush fits, and I'm going with the Rams in this game to win and cover the four-and-a-half spread. Um, this game is kind of like which defensive player is going to have a bigger impact, Aaron Donald or Micah Parsons. They're both going to wreak havoc on both quarterbacks who aren't that mobile. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think Cooper Cup is going to be the key difference. I don't know if Trayvon Diggs or anyone in the Cowboys secondary can keep up with him. So I'll agree with you. I'll go with the Rams on that one. And then I, I know who you're going to pick in this game, but we got to do it because it's Sunday night football. Um, battle of the week, AFC North, Cincinnati, Travels to Baltimore, Joe Burrow versus Lamar Jackson, the grade eight. Um, we all know who I'm going with here because we all know what happens. The bright lights come on and the grade eight turns into the fraud. And that's what's going to happen again here tonight on Sunday Night Football on NBC, on Peacock. Shout out to our sponsors. Um, Cincinnati <laughs> knocks off Lamar Jackson and, and takes the lead in the week AFC North. I'm going Bengals 31-17. Uh Ravens. I'm. I'm not going to say my reasoning until next week after you hear the victory uh, dub speech on why we will win. Just Ravens. Silent storm. I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. Raiders going to Kansas City Monday Night Football. Bronky, you sent me this thing on the Manning cast of fucking Bobby Wagner trucking. Um, the fan. The fan. That shit was hilarious. And if you don't watch the Manning cast, granted, I do like Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. Ironically enough, when they're no, they, not they're, they're good. They're good. 
I actually do like them. Um, but at the same time, the main cast, they have too many funny guests and, and I got to watch, I got to keep watching that. It's hilarious, but we got Vegas going to Kansas city, Monday night football. Um, Mahomes just put on a show last week in the primetime game. Um, and I think he might do the same thing here. So I'm going Raiders moving to one and four Kansas city on at home comes out on top, but I think the game's a little closer than we think. Uh, I have, so you have the chiefs winning. Yeah. Yeah. I have the chiefs winning too, just cause Mahomes is going to tear up that offense. I mean, that defense of. L.A. or L.V., whatever the fuck it is. You know, they're going to do their job. The one thing I'll say about this, they had your boy Hertz on the uh, on the Manny podcast for uh, broadcast, and at one point, Payne Manning's just talking to Jalen Hurts, and he's like, all right, talking about, like, certain situations, and you see Eli, he's watching the game very intently, and next thing you know, it's, like, second and three, and Matt Stafford does a QB sneak. And Eli's like, have you ever done a QB sneak on, on second and three? Like, he just did a QB sneak. He's just... Why is the QB sneaking on second and three? And I just started to chuckle, you know, because Jalen Hurts is like, no, I've never done a QB sneak on second and three. Yeah, uh, that doesn't make a lot of sense now, does it? Lot of, lot, lot of coaching errors. But, you know, we rant about coaches this this episode, so hopefully it gets it out there. Uh, Diz, any last words after uh, we wrap up episode 29? No, go Birds. I'm looking forward to talking next week when we're sitting at 5-0. and So appreciate you all, all you listeners. Like, share on YouTube, MySpace, and AIM. Um, love you all. And remember, go Ravens. Oh,